Hi, hey. you're listening to Ask Your Dad, oh, Don't Ask yeah. Me Why. What? This podcast is named that. We're gonna it. give out advice for free. For free. Though we're not trained professionally. Not and you're gonna listen. Because we're your dads. In a world where literally everyone has a podcast, one man and a plethora of women host the one and only advice podcast with no backing and no merit. It's called Ask Your Dad, coming to your eardrums right now. <laughs> my name is Herman, and uh, I'm feeling like I'm in my material girl era. It's a little premature to say that, but that's how I'm feeling right now. You through? You done? Mm-hmm, go ahead. My name is Sadie, and Herman is a bitch made nigga because it just took us 20 minutes of me getting on my phone getting on the baby's damn tablet trying to make this goddamn podcast work and he was the drama had to download zoom on my baby's tablet he gonna come back and be like why is my why are all the functions on my tablet fucked up now i gotta put his stuff back how he had it (laughs) oh man basically um when we first started recording, Sadie was very quiet. Like her voice was very quiet. And I was like, no, 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 this isn't gonna work. So instead of recording on Soundtrap, we moved over to Zoom. But when we moved over to Zoom, Zoom chose my speaker as my microphone instead of my computer speaker. And so I thought that Sadie's sound was like even worse than before and I couldn't hear her at all. But really the whole time, it was just the fact that I had my settings wrong. And so I couldn't hear literally anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a funny little mishap. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Sadie's like running around her house trying to find <laughs> different electronics to connect to the Zoom meeting. Like, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, let me try. I haven't tried the baby's tablet yet. That might work. <laughs> oh, man. His what a tablet time. nicer than mine. What a time. What a time. Well, anywho's it's we are here and we are here to, you know chat about what's going on in life and stuff like that. Sadie, do you have any life updates that you'd love to share? It's been like two months since you've been on the podcast, I think. It has been a minute. It has been a month of Sundays. Um, two months of Sundays, actually. Um, yeah, nothing too, too crazy. I'm about to graduate Ooh-oh. again. Ooh-oh. This time with my master's. Woot, woot. Two degrees. Yep. I, get, I know what I'm going to be teaching next year. Woot woot. It is the thing I went to college for, so that's nice. <laughs> Not teaching a random subject. Is it history? It is history. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. So I'm excited about that. But that's about it. Oh, and then I'm in Portland right now, because or Seaside, which is like near Portland, mm-hmm. um, like an hour away from Portland, um, to go dress shopping for my sister's wedding. And I'm so excited to go dress shopping so we can be done talking about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> in my life. I, um, reason, you know, I'm tired of explaining <laughs> when there's not an episode of Ask Your Dad, I should really just stop explaining because then you guys are just going to expect the explanation every time. And sometimes I just don't want to do the podcast. I'm going to be real. I'm going to keep it real with you. Sometimes it is not at the top of my priority list because I work seven <laughs> jobs right now <laughs> and I just don't have the time in the day sometimes. But last week I started an internship 
and it's for a greeting card company pretty all right goods they're really cool really cute close-knit working situation i was doing some sales calls last week and that was really fun it really brought me back to my freshman year in college when i was doing calls for my university and it really a lot of those skills just came back like they never left like i did the voice and everything it was crazy it was like i was possessed by customer service gods and i just did it i did what i needed Mm -hmm. to do this sounds a little like sorry to bother you that's a little sketchy have you watched that i have i haven't watched that movie I meant to say I haven't watched that movie and instead I asked you if you watched that movie when obviously you have if you made that reference. <laughs> you can watch it. Is it funny or is it stressful? It's um, it's um, it's um, I guess funny is a word you can use to describe that movie. It's like satire, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. It sounds like there's like a gag and so that's why you don't want to expound. Oh. Oh, yeah, I just want to spoil it if you do decide to watch it. Hmm. I would just like to point out, okay, so like I said, I'm at my nephew's house and I'm sitting in his little toy room and the only seat in here is a two-by-two stool and my booty hurt. So I'm going to need to find a different sitting situation. But also, I feel like I'm going to do a toy review because he has so many cool, like, little fidgets. He has a poppet. Okay, I love here, poppets. I love poppets. But, but he has two really cool ones. One is a bracelet. One is a bracelet. Like it goes around your wrist? Yes, it like clips around your wrist and you like ah. you flip it and like pop it and stuff. And then one of them is um it's like all the planets. So they're like different sized little like poppets, but it's like the planets. Ah. It's like a map and it's all the planets and you can pop them. That's cool. The kids have really um really cool toys these days. They do, really they functional do. toys these days. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see. Um, speaking of, of, of kids, I'm, I'm still working my, my childcare job on top Mm -hmm. of this internship and on top of editing podcasts and on top of just general moving through life and stuff. So if this episode is not the best, not the most excited jumping off the walls, um, it's because I, my brain cells are literally on E. Like, especially like my creative juices are also going elsewhere because I'm also um, starting up a TikTok for this greeting card company. So a lot of my creative ideas are going towards that. And not they they got you doing the big stuff. It's kind of intimidating, but also like it's nice to be like respected and challenged in a work environment. And it's nice to like know that I'm like not necessarily needed, but like I have the skills to pay the bills, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. You like, bring something cool. to the table. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. Speaking of people who bring stuff to the table, I would like Same to talk about Lisa Lisa Bonet and why oh, and how she got her husband's in line and in order. She said, You will not go literally and embarrass me. Literally. Literally, this is kind of like going to be like a multiple things combined because I'm talking about that whole family. And I think that it's just an interesting dynamic. And we talk about family dynamics a lot on this show. And I just think that it is so healthy to be like the celebrity family with so many celebrities attached to this family. And I never hear anything like concerning about them. You know what I mean? I feel Mm -hmm. like they're pretty private, but at the same time, the stuff that we do here is all like 
pretty positive stuff. Like even Lisa Bonet and um, what's his name? What is his name? Cal Drogo. What is his name? Aquaman. No, oh, um, the big no, one. The other one, uh, Jason Momoa. <laughs> Jason Momoa. Even them separating has seemed very like respectful, especially when you compare it to <laughs> the Kanyes and the Kims of the world. Okay, as you were saying this. Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa's relationship is what people want Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's relationship to be. Oh, sh oh shit. <laughs> Does that make sense? Or is that just that makes mind? sense? That makes sense. I mean, but <laughs> I'm not personally on the like Will and Jada hate train personally. I think that I'm they- I'm not on the hate them. train. I just want them to shut the fuck up. That is true. They're very performative in a lot of ways. Yeah, like my the like Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet's biggest flex is that they're like we genuinely don't care what y'all think, but we're about to be in these streets and we don't want y'all to think it's a cheating scandal. Right. And that and that was like the probably the sole purpose for them saying what they said, and they were like, "Hey, now we're moving on." Right. Whereas like every other Tuesday, Will and Jada are like doing something stupid that is annoying. <laughs> like, don't right. y'all have children? I just think that they they very much they <laughs> Will and Jada Smith very much put themselves at the center and it's gotten better this year and it's only been a couple of months <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> 2019 through 2021 I feel like every day they were in the news for something and it's partly because Jada has the Red Table Talk show and she puts herself and everybody on the internet's business but yeah it, it was a lot anyway transitioning to ask have you watched the new Batman movie? Nope. Do you have any plans to? Nope. I think that you should solely for Zoe Kravitz. Mm, possibly. Actually, I think that you should wait till you can watch it at home and then watch it for Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> That's fair. Because I went to go watch Batman, and wow, I didn't even get to talk about this last week because there was no episode. But anyway, I went to go see the new Batman, and I'm going to say this as kindly as I can say it. I'm not a Batman fan because I'm not a fan of capitalists and billionaires, you know, just in general. It's the same reason why I'm not the fondest of Iron Man, because it's like, You're literally, <laughs> sure. your power is being rich. Right, Sure. You can go into these streets and beat up these megalomaniacs and slam their head against concrete walls and all that stuff, sure. But you could also open your wallet <laughs> and probably enact a lot more permanent change that way if you're so valiant and such a superhero. Why don't you open some schools in Gotham? Why don't you right? like solve the start some problems. scholarships to get these smart kids that are raised in Gotham out of Gotham so they have some other opportunities? Right, exactly. Because, like, that makes so much... Because, like, just, like, um, freaking... Have you watched uh, Black Lightning? I have not, but I, I know of, of Black okay, Lightning. Okay, I think yes. he's, like, the, the DC like, character of, my, of, of choice for me because literally, like, by day, he's a principal out of school. Right. Right. So like that makes the most sense. So are you trying to keep these kids off the street? Stop putting them in jail. Put them in school. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about this Batman that everybody loves about him is that he's like a super like emo, like Twitch streamer, like 
e-boy like he literally lives eats sleeps batman like the scenes where he's bruce wayne he's not like he's not like millionaire philanthropist bruce wayne he's like literally like sweaty and gross and his eyeliner is still on from the batman costume and he's like if he ate food, which he doesn't because he looks like a fucking vampire, which is probably why they cast Edward fucking Colin to play this character. Um, he, <laughs> he was like, anyway, anyway, let me move on from that. The point being, <laughs> I enjoyed it because there was a lot of detective Batman stuff. And that brand of Batman is what I most enjoy. I don't really enjoy the like fighting crime stuff. I like Batman figuring out what's going on. And on top of that, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman is, there's a lot of Catwoman, Catwomen, a lot of Black Catwomen too now, which is cool. But I think that Zoe Kravitz is my favorite one. She brought the cuntiness of Catwoman that I personally Hmm. enjoy. That's a word to use. That's a choice word. There's another word I could use. Let me think. That's just the, that word encapsulates the specific thing I was talking that about. That one just had the, some je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah. I could say sassy. I could say <laughs> queer-coded. Queer-coded. That's what we'll use. She brought the queer-codedness of Catwoman that I needed personally. And all of her scenes are like the scenes where I couldn't look away. I watched Batman after work. So my review is a little bit tainted because I was tired and it's a three-hour long mm. movie. But... Listen, because that's that'd be my biggest beef. I don't. If, there, if the movie needs to be more than an hour and forty-five minutes, give me a second part. Just give an intermission, really. Right. I think we need to normalize <laughs> intermissions in the movie theater. I, I think, think it so would too. go I a long it, way. <laughs> I think it really would. Yeah, but yeah, I agree because West Side Story, that long ass movie, I was waiting for it to come to Disney Plus, and it came to Disney Plus, and I still like deemed it too long to watch in one sitting, and I was in my my own damn house. That's like when I tried to watch Hamilton on the plane and even on the plane, like, you know, you'd be trying to do, if, if you're not tired on the plane, you'd be trying to find anything to make the hours go by. And I still could only watch like 30 minutes of Hamilton on the plane before I was like, all right, all right, everybody. <laughs> the, last <laughs> good, lot. the last good movie that I was like, I'm gonna watch this on the plane. I found it 45 seconds before I stepped on the plane. So I downloaded it on Netflix real, real quick. <laughs> and that was an experience because it was, it was Christmas break. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, it was just like, you know, that time of year where things just feel nice. Mm-hmm. And and I watched the prom on the plane Aww. and the prom was probably like, that was my, that was my movie. I was very hyper fixated on that movie for a solid six months after I watched it. You want to know something so funny, America? That's how I'm going to start referring to the audience of Ask Your Dad. I'm just going to say America. Well, I guess people don't, people listen to it in other countries. Shout out Madeline in Spain and also anybody else who listens in a different country. But the funny thing is that Sadie has recommended prom to me. <laughs> she has recommended what is the show? America's Greatest Race. What is it? What is it? Oh, what is Amazing it? Race. Amazing Race. race. <laughs> she has recommended so many shows, movies, podcasts, YouTube videos, TikToks. Not TikTok. Everything. I don't need to be watching TikTok. <laughs> she has recommended so many things for me to consume, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. Add to my and watch later. I have, I have a notes app on my phone of things that I should watch, but I just am a very temperamental consumer. And I don't want someone's recommendation to be tainted by the mood that I'm in. 
And so I, I wait until I'm like at an even keel to watch things that people recommend to me so that I'm not going back to them like that was fucking terrible when it really wasn't. I was just in a bad mood. Because do you remember when Fifth Harmony's first album without Camila came out? Mm-hmm. And you just had you just had you just had a scroll's worth of critiques. It was like the fall of my freshman year. And most nights that I came home, the fall of my freshman year, I was like annoyed just with the concept of college and with people because that was my first time living with so many white people in such a packed proximity and I was just annoyed all of the time and I listened to that album and I was like this is the worst thing that they have ever slapped together ever and then I listened to it a couple days later and I was like wait okay it's not bad (laughs) it's not exceptional but it's not bad I don't know. I would just like to say that all through all through high school, Herman used to duct tape me to office chairs and it's true. and tape my eyes open and open a computer screen and be like, well, you gonna watch this?" And then <laughs> and then and I would like watch it and I would I would give it my best go, right? Like I would I would watch 10, 12, 14 episodes of shit and then as soon as he wasn't looking, I would escape and I would <laughs> weasel my way out of watching anything further because I'm I'm not a temperamental watcher. I just don't have a lot of like time in my day, like slash week slash year to be wasting it watching stuff I don't like. So I'm not the type of person that will finish a series no matter what. Like I don't feel indebted to finishing a series if I didn't like it. Fair. So I have no problem getting two seasons into a show and being like, "Mm." (laughs) it's not holding my attention anymore, bye. And people think I'm crazy for that, but no, I'm not gonna waste my time. And I'm not gonna give this show that I don't like ratings. So. So, you know, but then, yeah, I, I'd be recommending movies to him. I'd be, yeah. There's only been a handful of movies where I'm like, okay, I really actually wanted you to watch that one. And one of them was The Prom, and one of them was Free Guy, which once you watched it, you're like, oh, that was good. So True. you can suck my balls. But I also, side note, I waited until a good time for me to watch Free Guy. And I think that that influenced, that influenced the opinion, you know? <laughs> Speaking of things that, like, we we've watched together... I think that we should go back to our to our commitment to finishing the Fosters because, and this is not really a spoiler because it's like a life thing, but Maya Mitchell is like done with the Fosters and Good Trouble and everything because she's moving back to Australia because she's like, you know, experiencing like the most COVID grief and being so far away from your family and like where you grew up and stuff in the middle of a pandemic and like everything else that's going on just like taught her that that's the most important thing to her in her life right now. So she's taking like a step back from like Hollywood and stuff like that and going back to Australia. And it just made me really emotional because even though I'd be talking cash shit about Callie, <laughs> like that's like one of my comfort characters and has been for a really long time. And so personally, yeah, like, let me not force you, but personally, I think I'm going to go back and finish our no, I like finish it because I go, I still go through like spurts of watching a couple episodes of the fosters here and there right now i kind of got to the same point i got to the like in my rewatch in my mission to rewatch i kind of got to the same point that i had gotten the first time i watched it and was like yeah this is why i stopped here mm-hmm. <laughs> um which is like halfway through season four so there's only like a, like a season and a half left at that point so i mean yeah i can definitely probably join that mission download a couple of episodes i decided that i want to rewatch pose Oh, I'm not ready for that emotionally yet. (laughs) Pose is one of my comfort shows. And I've been really thinking about Glee, but I've realized that every time I'm like inching on summer, that's when I like want like nostalgia of rewatching Glee because the the like want to rewatch Glee is very fleeting. (laughs) Bro, you know you have to buy Glee now? 
On what? It's if you not, want to rewatch it's not, it, it's not, they took it off of Netflix. They took it off of Netflix like last month. Netflix is Netflix got one more game before they, I take away all my ducats. It's not looking. It's not looking shit. good for the girls. It's not looking good at Netflix they keep Incorporated. Shit, selling like they don't got none of the Marvel movies. No glee, and then they just like, oh, we are gonna charge you an extra dollar, and don't say and don't share your password, otherwise the FBI will be at your house, bitch. No. Do you remember when they like took off Friends or something like that, and everybody had like a fucking. I think it was the office. <laughs> the office is the office like still not on Netflix, or did they put it back on they, there? I think they took it off. Like they just took it off, so I don't think it'll be back yet. Hmm. I remember they was they were upset, can I, girl. Can I have like a moment like talking about streaming services? Go for so, it. Okay. So like, some time ago, maybe like ten years ago, it was nice. You know, you had all the channels you could want on cable. You could pay for all the channels you wanted. You could record stuff and you could get a lot of stuff on demand, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, don't pay $75 a month for cable. Just get one or two streaming services. It'll be cheaper. And everybody's like, that was a good idea. Let's just do that, right? And then every 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 network was like, well, hang on. If y'all going to do that, I'm going to buy all my stuff back. You can't show it on another channel. I don't put it on my own streaming service. Mm-hmm. So now if you want to have Disney, you got to pay for Disney Plus. And if you want to have FX and NBC and all this stuff, you got to buy Hulu. And if you want to have live versions of them things, you got to buy the premium version. And premium for Hulu is like $65. We are running in circles. Just give me back a damn cable box. Not to flex, but my dad, my family in general, you know how it's usually like cheaper to like in the long term to have like a family plan for your phone line than to have like individual plans of every member in your family so we we as our family unit have committed to that and we just switched over to Verizon literally yesterday because my dad basically cursed out Sprint on Friday night (laughs) after he did all that I was like you know that we cannot (laughs) you better pray if we ever have to go back to Sprint because I'm sure they keep notes on customers and right he was so rude to them. It was so funny because he was paying off of our phone. He was paying off our phones so that he had the option in the coming months, like if he wanted to like switch us over to another platform or whatever he could. These people disconnected his call four times. <laughs> Each time they said that they were going to call him back if they got disconnected and they only called him back two of the four times. And then on top of it, they was just playing games, like with the types of deals that they was trying to give us. So literally the next day he said, everybody get up. We're going to Verizon and we're getting new phones. You're going to turn in your phone. Everybody's turning in their phones and we're getting new phones. But with our new Verizon plan, we get, as long as we're on Verizon, we get Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN for free. And so I was like, geez, I had to text all my people who I was scamming, who we, we were making scams for Hulu and Disney Plus and be like, I'm so sorry, girls. You got to take my $2.50 out of the equation because I will no longer be part of your plan. Sorry, everybody. Um, but that makes me, I'm, I, I am, I'm seeing this, the rise of streaming. Like y'all will never get me to get Peacock. I'm sorry. I'm sure that that, that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Riverdale edition looks lovely. I'm sure it's a great show. I'm sure you guys are having a great black ass time with that show, but I will never watch it. Because I will never get no damn peacock. The fuck I look like. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say. Zoom over here sending me air messages. Um, so okay, so like 
my flex is just that I have a significant other who is like, oh, you want Disney Plus? I'll buy Disney Plus. Don't worry about it. I'll pay for Disney Plus. And I have a mama who's like, oh, you want Netflix and Hulu? I'll pay for Netflix and Hulu. Don't worry about it. And then Xfinity was like, oh, with Xfinity, you get Peacock. That's how I have Peacock. Mm. And that's the only reason I have Peacock because mm. I get it for free with my with my unlimited Wi-Fi, which is also only 50 bucks. So for 50 bucks, I'm getting unlimited Wi-Fi and Peacock. I'll take it. I'll and then it. give it here. Yeah. And then my mom was like, oh, you want Amazon Prime here? I'll pay for Amazon Prime. Don't worry about it. Light work, light work. And I was like, oh, okay, bet. So that's my flex is just having people in my life that are sharing my passwords. But I'm really glad that the the streaming services that I'm like, that I like are not the ones that are being like stingy with their password, you know, stuff. Oh, and mm-hmm. then Mo's mom got Discovery Plus and was like, here, share the password with Sadie. So I got Discovery Plus. Nice. 90 days fiance be on there. So. But that's what I don't know if these companies are realizing that that's what's going to happen. And that's what I, I read somewhere that Netflix is going to start restricting how many people can use your Netflix, which is the stupidest thing that they could that's do. That's what I'm saying. Y'all like don't want no damn money. Share passwords and stuff. Like, y'all don't want no money. Y'all don't want no money at all because that's ridiculous. Everybody does that with every streaming platform because it's the only thing that fucking makes sense. The fuck I'm doing right. paying $15 a month for just me to watch it. Get out of here. Get out of here yeah no it's ridiculous anyway i think that'll be it for the man cave segment for today i had some other topics but we we, we really got in there <laughs> with some of these already so we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back for some advice welcome back everybody you are listening to ask your dad and this is the advice segment which also just happens to be titled ask your dad and you know it's so crazy it's so crazy here we are If you have a specific thing that you need help with in your life and you want us to help you out with it, you could send an email to justaskyourdad at gmail.com or you could DM us on Instagram or on Twitter and our handles on those sites are askyourdadpod. Cool. We're going to get into some Reddit advice today because there's nothing in our emails or our DMs. So here we go. I'm trying to think of a fun festive naming theme that we haven't done before, but I'm a little rusty because it's been a while. So if you if you have an idea, Sadie, go ahead and throw it out. Mm. The only idea I have comes from a show you have not watched. <laughs> ah, ah. So useless. Let's let's do maybe. Mm, let's do drinks. Types of drinks. That sounds fun. Okay, that's interesting. Let's see how this goes. So our first advice one, um, it's just something that I relate to because <laughs> I've done this before. Um, and we're gonna call this person Tito's. <laughs> what is their name? Tito's, like the vodka. Tito's? Yeah, have you never had Tito's before? No, it just that's the sound what it sounds like you were saying. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, Tito's says, Am I a bad son for yelling at my stepdad? Tito's is 26 and he has a newborn daughter. She's adorable. And after my wife and I took three months of paternity leave, it hurt to send her to daycare five days a week. My mom and stepdad offered to come over and take care of her twice a week so at least she could be around family. The problem is, I come home one day and it's just my stepdad and daughter. Mom is sick at her place. My daughter is screaming her head off in the crib upstairs while my stepdad is outside with a beer and a smoke. He claims that he, she just started crying and that he was waiting for me to come home to calm her down because it was around the time I was expected to be back. 
I checked her out. Soiled diaper seemed at least several hours old. Needless to say, I went off on my stepdad, yelling at him and admittedly saying a number of rude things in anger. He stormed off and I attended to my daughter immediately. My mom calls later and says that I overreacted and that the baby had pooped right before I came back home and that my stepdad had never been good at changing diapers. Well, sister, if you're going to offer to take care of a newborn baby, you better learn. Anyway, um, apparently my stepdad and my mom, because she's taking his side, are demanding an apology before they resume babysitting. I do appreciate their babysitting, and I don't want to send my daughter to the uh, daycare five times a week again, but my stepdad is unreliable and uncaring, demanding an apology, not just for my yelling, but for accusing him of not changing my daughter's diaper for hours. I've discussed this with my wife, and we both believe that I should apologize for my outbursts, but that I shouldn't apologize for accusing him of something that he likely well did. However, my wife wants us to smooth things over as soon as possible. What should I do? Should I apologize for everything? Maybe hold them to a promise that my mom has to be present for the babysitting and not just my stepdad or stick to my guns and send my daughter to daycare instead. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think you did anything wrong, sir, because there's like this misconception that like you shouldn't like spring up every time a baby cries. Right. And like, like, yeah, maybe, you know, you can take it. If you take in a poop, like finish a poop, they're not going to die between now and then. Mm -hmm. But like, you cannot spoil a baby, especially a newborn like that. Right. And you do need to be like a little more like quick to jump to, oh, the baby is crying. Like, let me go see what's wrong. Right. But like for him to be like, oh, well, I knew you were on your way home. Bitch, anything can happen between when I leave my office and when I get to the house. What if I decide I want to stop at the store and get some milk and it takes me a little bit longer? No, that's like, that's a bullshit like lie. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I knew you were on your way here. So I was just waiting. Mm-hmm. Because no, because that could have taken X amount of time. And also, like, you're in the house, you're outside, and my baby's in the house, like, in their crib, and you're smoking. I don't like that either. I don't want you to be smoking and then go pick up my baby. I don't like that idea either. Yeah. For sure. And And then also being like, oh, the baby had probably just pooped, like, but he's never been good at changing diapers. Both can't be true. See, people will be shooting themselves in the foot with that one. They be trying to bring up two different excuses, but the excuses be conflicting. Yeah, <laughs> just choose like, one. Just stick with one excuse, you know? And, and, and how you know that the baby just went? How long has my kid just been, like, laying in her crib? Because watching a baby isn't just, like, sitting them down somewhere and walking off. Exactly. Like, your your kid will probably get more out of being at daycare because they'll probably get, like, more stimulation and stuff at daycare. Especially right. if this nigga just dropping her off in her crib and walking off. And just as someone who works in a daycare... I just think that there's, I mean, I understand like as a parent, especially with a very young child, the kind of like, the kind of like sting of like dropping off your kid at daycare. But I think that that socialization is like really important at a young age, Mm -hmm. actually. And I think that if your kid is like only around their family, that is the thing that's going to like later down the line, make them um, take on a kind of spoiled persona. Because I think that kids need to be around like other kids and other people that aren't their direct parents to kind of yeah. start to understand like the differences in life and to understand how to behave in different contexts and stuff like that. And so yeah. if you really like your daycare, which maybe that's part of the problem too, is maybe you're not super like comfortable with the daycare. I think that building a relationship with the caregivers at that daycare will help you to feel more comfortable about dropping your daughter off there and then if that's the solution that you end up choosing 
you can feel comfortable knowing that the people at the state care are going to be showing your daughter the care that you expect. And also if they don't, there's like legal stuff that happens. So yeah. <laughs> my thing is too, is just like how much money are they making? Because like I know in California, it's it gets to a point where like depending on what your job is, it's not even worth it to work because you're paying for childcare. Right. So like maybe that's part of the conversation that needs to happen too is like are if you have your child in daycare five days a week like how much of your money are you even making at that point like but also would it, would it be more beneficial for one like either him or his wife to just like not work during the day at that rate just depending on what the job is like and that's a whole nother conversation but my understanding of this could be like um biased i guess because i work with military and i think it maybe works a little bit differently because typically people who get daycare on a military base is like because they are in the military. And so it works a little differently. I don't know. But the way that I've understand daycare daycares to work, at least again, in this military context, is that you pay kind of like a monthly rate. And so it doesn't matter if you just don't come one day. I'm pretty sure you're still paying for that month of care. But I yeah, could be wrong. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, just, again, I think that's also just yeah, that context that you're in because like up here, like I think, yeah, there's there's certain ones where it's like you're just going to pay X amount a month mm -hmm. no matter how much you're here. But then there's also just like hourly daycares, which is mm -hmm. how a lot of them are. Mm -hmm. So like it is way cheaper to just take your kid out of it twice, like having to go three times a week as opposed to five. Like it does mm -hmm. become just weaker. But mm -hmm. for, it doesn't, I don't know, for this context, it doesn't sound like money was the issue. It sounded like they were just like, oh, she's in daycare more than she's at home. At home, yeah. Which is which is fair. So, like, if money isn't the problem and you do just want your child at home, then I think you should try to have And I do think that it's a good stipulation to be like, okay, well, even to your own volition, you don't like changing diapers. And I'm not confident about how long my child was sitting in that diaper. And I wasn't there, but I should have, I should be able to have the peace of mind that she's not going to sit in it for an uncomfortable amount of time because you didn't want to jump to change it. Like, so maybe if there was things that you said like out of anger, yeah, t like, you know, definitely apologize for those things. But I think, you, I think you're I think you well within your right to be like, I don't feel like you're taking care of my child like with the standards, with the standards I would like. And I don't know, right. if somebody wants to get mad at you for being like, I don't like how you take care of my kid, then they can leave because the person taking right. care of my kids should be able to take some critique. It, yeah, cause yeah. Precisely. It's a service that you're providing, taking care of a child. And if you're not doing the service up to the parent standards, that's a conversation that needs to be had. So yeah, apologize if you if you feel like if you feel like apologies are warranted, but don't don't um, squander this chance to like get on the same page with your expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. and I think too, like lastly, I think something important to like make note of is like you might not necessarily feel like your child is in danger around them. You're not accusing them of like feeling like your child is in danger, right? But just because you've raised kids before doesn't mean that you're good at doing it. And my kid might not be in danger, but I do want them to be comfortable. And if they're sitting in a dirty diaper and crying for any more than like 10 minutes at a time, they're uncomfortable. Right. And that's not fair to them either. Exactly. Okay, on to the next advice segment. We're going to call this person Hi C. Hi C says, I'm worried that my friends are using me for money. They probably are. My dad is a big man in our neighborhood, so everyone knows me as his son. Even my friends know how much 
how big he is. Most of the people my dad worked with are somehow connected to my friends. And because of that, they knew how big my dad is. I want you to know that I like <laughs> summarize that paragraph because it's really just saying like my dad is a big man in different ways, like eight different times. <laughs> That's how it like sounded already, even in the summarized version. <laughs> And like, I don't know, I wish that they were at least specific about like what they're big for. Like, is he an actor? Is he... Right. Oh, it continues. My dad didn't used to be this big. When my dad got his reputation... Is he a big man? Is that's he what like I'm imagining now. I'm imagining like the dad from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Or from Luca. <laughs> mm-hmm. My dad didn't used to be this big. And when my dad got his reputation, my friends always teased me that we were rich and that I can pay for everything. I hated that crap because it made me feel entitled and manipulated. Their actions changed too. If they make me mad because they said some, said that we're rich, they would try to get me in the game or some shit. And then they'll be super passive aggressive if I refuse to do whatever the fuck they want. Out of all my friends, only one is actually a good one. He teases me a lot, but it's not about me being rich. He's the only reason why I'm still in our friend group. I need advice about how should I pro- get new friends. Right? I don't I don't understand this like mentality that people have when they're like, my friends treat me like shit. What, what should I do? Why do you need to keep them as friends? You don't got another option? Especially if you have, let me not say that because you don't like being bullied about how much money you have. So sorry. I was going to say that you can literally buy friends, better friends, but we're kind of, we're that trying to get away purpose. from that. That defeats the purpose. That defeats the purpose. Exactly. Um, I personally feel that if you are being bullied, made to feel little, made to feel outside of your character in a group of friends, in a group of coworkers, in a group of anything, it is far better to distance yourself from that group than to try to maintain those relationships. It's hard enough to maintain a relationship with one person and to get a consistent standard of the way that you treat them and the way that you want to be treated by them with one person. So with a whole friend group, if if the friend group is not working for you, I always say it's better to just just back out of that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I mean, it can be hard too, considering like, oh, if, you, if they knew you before you were rich and then you got rich and now they're like, they, they acting different. Mm-hmm. It might be hard to like go find friends that that are going to treat you the same way that you were treated before you were rich. I don't know. I don't know, because it doesn't sound like your dad is, like, famous. It sounds like he just has money now. Yeah. Or he's well-known. Maybe he's, like, a mayor or something. I don't know. Oh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I guess, because I guess it just depends on, like, what your dad is known for, because, I don't know. I don't know. But this also sounds like a 12-year-old wrote it, so I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Precisely. (laughs) Yeah. like just wait until you go to college and then people don't know who you are where you're from and you oh that's can, true i wanted so badly to go to college and to just create a new identity i was gonna Me go too. by my I middle name myself a nickname i was gonna go by harry and it was gonna be like a whole new thing because i was going to a new state knew everything nobody would know me but then uh, my cousin my stupid cousin had to go to the same college as me and i, I couldn't do that anymore <laughs> lame yeah, I don't know why my I don't know why my plan didn't work. I don't remember. I think I just like didn't do it. Like I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> it's I like a I lot of effort to reinvent yourself. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said it's a lot of effort to reinvent yourself. Actually, right. And then I was like, and I think I had a moment where I was like, wait, I don't dislike who I am. So I, 
Right, exactly. Precisely. I don't need to change anything like it's We can't we can't all be Quinn for Bray. It's it's too difficult for most. Mm, we should not want to be Quinn for Bray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Quinn for Bray is not the worst character on Glee. I'd rather be Quinn than be like fucking Rachel. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> okay. The bar is in hell. <laughs> uh this one seems a little Como se dice problematic. So we're going to call this person LaCroix. LaCroix says, how to break it off for catching feelings. First, some background. I'm getting divorced and I've been separated for about three months. I rushed into the marriage after only dating for six months and was married for five years. I first caught my wife cheating after 2.5 years. I wanted to run, but I stupidly listened to the counsel of my church leadership. Mm. The church leadership will always get you. I'm sorry. Mm. I was instructed to forgive and to be a better Christian so that I could properly guide my wife. You know, I really don't understand that mentality that like a lot of like, and I'm going to like generalize it Christians because literally that's the only context I hear it in is like, be, be, a, be the better person, be, be the big person in the room. Mm-hmm. Why I always got to be big? Why, Why? I got to be surrounded by small people all the damn time? Right. And that's so crazy to me that like some people are so like avoidant of divorce that they would rather someone stay in a relationship where someone is consistently cheating on them than they get a divorce. Right. That's they rather crazy. be unhappy than get a divorce. And like, I don't know, I'm not Michelle Obama. When they go low, I go to hell. So like, <laughs> if you cheat on me, I'm cutting you. Like, I don't know. It's one thing to cheat on someone that you're dating it's like another thing to cheat on someone that you're married to there's like the law involved here like this is different everyone cheating is cheating it's bad either way it's morally wrong but i'm just saying like to sign a document saying that you're going to like share a life with this person and then still step out on them it's looking like it's looking like insanity maybe okay anyway moving on After the second time I got her cheating, I couldn't bring myself to share my bed with her, even though I remained faithful. So we weren't much more than roommates for the last few years. All feelings have dissolved for my wife, and I've had a couple of years to get over it. I tell you all this so that you'll understand that this is not a rebound situation. A couple of months ago, I decided to put myself out there on some dating apps. I started meeting women, going on dates, and even got laid. First time in over two years. Wow. I've dated physically attractive women. Wait, wait, wait. So you hold off and don't get divorced and then you still don't, never mind. Mm-mm, never mind. It don't need to be said. Yeah. Keep going. You were just celibate while this person was cheating on you for two years. That's crazy. Like what? I've dated physically attractive women, some not so physically attractive women. I'm not shallow. I'm mostly attracted to personality and a pretty smile. <laughs> LaCroix. LaCroix, I love you. I'm going to keep on reading. I'm telling you this above so that you understand that the woman in question is not the first woman I've slept with or dated post-marriage. Fast forward to three weeks ago, I matched with this beautiful woman. Woman, We started talking and find we have a lot in common, both from the same place, even though we both now live on the other side of the country. Same taste in music, movies, vehicles, food, etc. We both state upfront that we are not looking for anything serious, just for something casual, and maybe it will turn into something later down the road. A week later, we have our first date. Let me first explain that I'm typically a very confident man. My entire life, I've been told that my confidence with women separates me from other men. However, 
I am completely dumbfounded on this date. I suddenly have social anxiety and I'm completely awkward with her. So I start pulling down, putting down a couple of drinks to loosen up. Thankfully, after the third drink, I start to get some confidence back and we have a great night. The night finishes at about 2 a.m. with a good makeout session. <laughs> Love that. That sounds disgusting. You don't like making out? What's wrong with making out? No, not that. Just like the, the thought of like, oh, yep, that's what it is. The thought of making out with a man disgusts me. Ah, there it is. <laughs> One week later, through last message, through text message, sorry. One week later, through text message, we both reiterate that we are only looking for casual, not a friends with benefits, but also not a committed relationship. So just sex. But that wouldn't that be classified as friends with benefits? No, because you're only looking for. Ca- Sorry, I don't understand all of the dating terms. Right, Me friends either. with benefits means that you like have conversation. You like chat. Like you're literally friends that also have sex that plan every now and then to have sex. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how I would dig it. Is there a word for just sex with nothing? Is it just, is there a word for just sex with no relationship? But the thing is casual wouldn't mean. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm understanding. I think casual just more means like we're hanging out if it turns into something cool, but that's not what the, like. So casual is not sexual. I don't think, I don't think it innately is. But if we're saying we're not friends with benefits and we're keeping it casual, to me, that means not sexual. Because you specifically said we're not friends with benefits. Right? Friends with benefits, friends with benefits implies sex. I think casual is like, if it happens, cool, but that's not what the like goal Point of our relationship is. Got you. But also the goal is not to be in a relationship. Right. So Y'all have too much time on your fucking hands. I'm sorry. To be defining these things, right? (laughs) Y'all have too much fucking time on your hands. (laughs) I think, I think like casual would be one step under friends with benefits. Okay. All right. (laughs) In my, in my humble, never dated except for one person's opinion. But at this point, I'm beginning to think about her often, more often than any other woman that I'm talking to. I find myself wondering if it's too early in the AM to text her, etc. Shit. <laughs> Two weeks after the first date, we go to our second date. And I'm once again awkward and I need several drinks to loosen up. Finally loosen up, have a great time. Night ends with another makeout session, this time going a little longer. And with her asking what I'm doing the next day. I already had plans for a date with another woman. Okay, playa, playa. <laughs> that made it clear we would finish the night with sex. Hold on. Just curious, because again, he did this whole background. Is he still living with the wife? That's one of our concerns. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting divorced. Okay, so you're probably, yeah, you've been separated for about three months. So yeah, you're probably not living with the wife. I decide to blow the date with the other woman off to go on our third date. We make plans to go on the, go to a concert the next day. Shit, how do y'all just be going to concerts the next day? Don't y'all gotta buy tickets like year, like months in advance? I guess, I mean, not every concert's like... A big artist. Yeah, like sometimes okay. it's just a little, a little jazz, mo- jazz a moment. A little jazz moment, got you. Night of the third date. You said second, but I think you mean third. I realize I'm thinking about her all the time. No, 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 you did mean night of the second date. I'm so sorry. Night of the second date, I realize I'm thinking about her all the time. I'm always wondering what she's doing, what she's thinking, etc. Shit, number three. Third date. We meet up, and once again, I am awkward. Not as awkward, but awkward. I drink a little, loosen up, date goes well. We walk arm in arm, holding hands, fingers interlaced. All that. We talk a lot. Date goes well. Finishes with an even better makeout session. 
Don't know really how you rate makeout sessions. Before we leave, she asks me what we're doing next weekend. Shit, number four. I have thoroughly enjoyed every moment with this woman. When I'm with her, I don't want to leave. Shit, number five. I don't want to get into anything seriously, but I don't think I can just do casual with her. I don't like that I'm always thinking about her. I don't like that I want to hold her hand and walk arm in arm or that she is the first person I want to text in the morning. I don't mind that we haven't had sex after only three dates, but I don't like that I'm turning down guaranteed ass. Good ass too. Last minute to go on a date with her. (laughs) Straight men are so funny. I don't like that I'm catching feelings. Shit. I'm not ready for a serious relationship. I just want to have fun, but I don't think I can have fun with her. I've always just pressed those feelings and rushed into relationships. It always bites me in the ass. I've never really dated. Not sure what I should do. Can't seem to stop myself from holding her hand. How am I supposed to tell her that I should stop seeing her? That's not the answer, I think. I don't think that's the answer. (laughs) He made it it very clear in the beginning. Like He even said that he was trying to make it clear that this isn't a rebound and this isn't the first person that he's been with after the wars. Right. And like, and I think since he like emotionally has been checked out of his relationship with his wife for like two years, that it's okay for him to, to for be someone. like, like be, yeah, like to be super interested in someone. So I don't think that the answer is to like blow her up. I think if he's worried about, I think if he's still worried about jumping into something too soon, he should just make it a point to not be canceling dates. Yeah. Just like, be like, I really like you, but I'm going to be pursuing other things at the same time. Yeah, which but is the which is the point though of being like it's casual, mm-hmm. like but exactly. just make it super just make it super clear to her like, you know I don't know I feel like so many people just make things harder on themselves because they don't want to like communicate. <laughs> the ethos of this podcast communication is key. Communication is key. I think yeah, just having like a conversation about being like, hey, maybe that's hard to do. I don't know to say to tell somebody that you are really into them. But maybe just saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm super into you. Like I'm having so much fun. Just as like a reiteration, I'm not really ready to be in a relationship. So I'm still seeing other people. And so I might not always be available to you for long periods of time or to do like three days in a row. And really that's kind of on you. Like, mm-hmm. again, if you're casual, it shouldn't, she shouldn't get upset with you if you say, oh no, I have plans tomorrow, sorry. Right, you're the one, like, she didn't ask you to cancel her plans. You did that, you offered. Yeah, she asked, do you have plans tomorrow? You knew you had plans, and you said, no, I'd rather hang out with you. But maybe that's what his issue is, is that he doesn't think that he will be able to stop himself from canceling plans because he likes this girl more than other girls. Mm. But it's like, the way that you worded it to us, it kind of made it seem like you like this girl, like, as a person, but you also want to have casual sex with other people, which you can still do. Which is fine. <laughs> you can still do that as long as you're being like safe and respectful and communicative in all like avenues of that. If you eventually do have sex with her saying like, hey, I do have multiple sexual partners. Let's do this the safest way that we possibly can. I don't know if straight people even worry about like sexual health the way that queer men um, they should they should but i don't think they do men specifically mm. disgusting <laughs> just because i feel like it's such like a thing in the queer community like 
people are taking medicine to make sure that they are not contracting stuff and passing stuff off. I've never heard of like a man or I've, I've seen on commercials, like the women, like in those commercials for like, um, like prep and stuff. Like I've seen like women talk about taking prep, but I've never seen like a straight man talk about taking any medication to avoid uh, sexually transmitted diseases. So interesting. But anyway, I think that we've given the advice that we can give to you, LaCroix. And I wish you well on your exploration of love and sex. <laughs> this is the one that I was telling you about before we started that I think that we're not qualified to answer, but I think we should go for it anyway. Is so it give me, going? yes. So give me like a really, really bougie drink. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. I don't be, I'd be I was thinking like a cosmopolitan. I don't think that's that classy though. Is it what not? The, it sounds classy. What are classy. the rich ladies drinking? What are the rich ladies drinking? Mm, uh, I guess cosmopolitan. Okay. Or so, would you call him Champagne? Champagne. Yeah, we'll call we'll, we'll call them Champagne. Champagne asks, will the designer label Sue if my makeup artist tags them on Insta? Uh, Champagne is a 35-year-old woman. So I am getting married in May, and my sister, who's 32, has got the in, got me an exact replica of an Eli Saab dress. I don't know who that is. Or is it Ellie Saab? I don't know. I'll look it up after I'm done reading. For my wedding reception dinner. I used to send her Instagram posts of this dress telling her how amazing it would look on me. I never thought she would actually get one made for me. The makeup artist I have hired usually tags all the labels that the bride is wearing. Now me and my sister and the makeup artist were discussing looks and makeup on Zoom today. So I am wearing Louis Vuitton shoes and they're actual shoes. They're actual Louis Vuittons. But my sister told my makeup artist that my dinner dress is an Eli Saab dress and she gifted it to me and went ahead and even shared a picture with her implying that it's an actual Eli Saab dress. I waited for her to say that it's a replica, but she was too excited and didn't mention this at all. The makeup artist went ahead and noted it all down along with other items that I will be wearing. She also had her Instagram manager and gave all the details about me and my outfits. I'm too embarrassed to call the makeup artist and tell her the truth, but I'm worried that she will tag Eli Saab on her page with my bridal dinner picture and they'll say that they never sold any dress to me or they'll be able to spot any differences that I may have missed. What if they message her and tell her that it isn't their dress or worse, Sue? So girls, I need advice. <laughs> so girls, I need advice. Should I just let her, her tag them? I don't know if they will pay attention. My makeup artist has over 101,000 followers with a blue tick. So I'm not sure if they'll get a notification of being tagged. They will, sister. But I don't want to embarrass my sister also, who may be an occasional idiot, but is a gem and the kind of soul. I'm really in a fix here. And this is the last thing I want to worry about right now. Can someone give advice about how I should resolve this or just let it be? I want to say first, starting off, ask your dad pod on Instagram. <laughs> has less than a hundred followers. I'm pretty sure. I tag the daddies of the, whenever I'd make a daddy of the day post, which I'm not super consistent on it, but I try. Whenever I make a daddy of the day post on Instagram, I usually tag the daddies that are, that are mentioned just so people know who it is, but also kind of, and I'm going to be honest as like a cheap self-promotion strategy, because some people who we mentioned as daddies of the days have fans who look through their tags. And so if they look through their tags and they see this, ask your dad, they're going to be like, oh, someone also stands this person that I like. And then they might go and listen to the episode. Cheap, but true. Hey, 
Some people post a million hashtags. I thirst trap people into listening to my podcast. What can I say? Or on the off chance that the daddy of the day sees it. And that's what I'm about to get into. I want to mm-hmm. say about five or six of daddies that have been tagged have liked the post. These are people with varying amounts of followers, but most of them have blue ticks and most of them have over 100,000 followers. Shout out Stevie Mackey liked the most recent um, Daddy of the Day post. And that one was really special to me because I think he's so cool. And if I had money and I was a celebrity, I would want to be vocal coach by Stevie Mackey. So that's just my little plug there. Anyway, I say all that to say that I think you definitely should call your makeup artist and let them know that it's not real because if a Louis Vuitton, not Louis Vuitton, sorry, if um, Ellie Saab, again, still don't know who this person is, but if one of their interns or something sees this, it could become I, I a bigger thing. Dresses. You did? Oh, they do perfume too. Yeah, I'd Google the dresses. I mean, they look regular, regular to me, mm-hmm. right? As like a not, like, I don't wear dresses often. Mm-hmm. Like the dresses I do have come from H and M, the H mm-hmm. and the M, because H and M got cute stuff. But the dresses like look regular, and I don't know. I don't. I don't think you should be like that embarrassed. Like, yeah. And you know, if and if anything, you can just like tell your makeup artist like, like oh, she meant to say replica. Like she meant to say that it's a replica of that type of dress. Like you don't have to make it sound like she totally like. yeah just be like like, i see i'm realizing that there was a miscommunication made and this is what she meant to say right exactly and you could even say it like from your standpoint of like i really don't want you to post this and for it to become like a big thing where you're like getting implicated in this not being addressed or whatever because it's not and so i just wanted to let you know for the betterment of your social media page and for the you know general consensus of everyone um general internet uh respectability of everyone that we don't tag it with at right, least exactly. it's not <laughs> i think it's very yeah. simple i think that you maybe just have um bride brain right now <laughs> and everything is a lot bigger than it is <laughs> mm-hmm. i know everything is everything is like just like a detriment to everyone's health like is it like that's how brides are i'm realizing yeah exactly <laughs> sadie <laughs> Well, I hope that that helped you. Um, what did we end up calling her? Champagne. 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 All right. On to the next semi, the asshole. I think we'll maybe do like two more. Um, this one seems like a nice, uh, this feels like we'll get through this one quickly. I'm going to call this person water. Damn. <laughs> Am I the asshole for wanting to keep my plant after my boyfriend moves in? My... She is 22 and her boyfriend is 23. Uh, My boyfriend of eight years is going to be moving in with me in June. Around a week ago, I was given an aloe vera plant by my aunt. I'm not a green thumb at all. So I really researched how to keep this little guy alive and what he needs to thrive. I got a whole plan to report him into a terracotta uh, terracotta pot with a cactus soil. Needless to say, I got attached quick. However, my boyfriend wants me to get rid of it once he moves in. He happens to be allergic to the aloe plant. He got a sunburn as a kid and had a gel containing aloe rubbed on his back. And his quote on it is, I would rather break my arm again than to go through that one more time. I argue that aloe vera doesn't have any spores and they very rarely, if ever, flower indoors and he doesn't have to touch it. 
I'll keep it far in the far corner of the living room, but he says that it's not enough and that it'll weigh on his mind and that he won't feel comfortable in his own place. I relented in the end, however, I think, oh, I relented in the end. However, he thinks that it wasn't cool that I even argued about it in the first place. Am I the asshole? One thing really quick before we get into this, I saw this TikTok recently. <laughs> um, there's this girl that I follow and I wish, man, whenever I reference a TikTok, I wish that I could, I wish that TikTok usernames were more memorable so that I would always remember when I'm referencing a TikTok, but usually I don't. Um, there's this girl who makes like these like funny pop songs to just experiences that she has in her life. And she sang this song about how she was in the store buying a new plant. And like this old lady came up to her saying, oh my gosh, this plant will live like forever. Like it lives so long. Like I've had mine for longer than I've had kids and my kids are 35 and my plant is still alive or something like that. Something really dramatic. And she said, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Maybe like, maybe I can't even kill this plant, you know? And she leaves the plant in her car and goes out to the bar or goes to dinner or something. And when she comes back, the, the plant is obviously dead because you left it in your fucking car in the heat. Like you can't leave a child in the car. You obviously can't leave a plant in the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, and I just thought that was so funny. It was just a really, the, the comedic timing of the video also was really funny. But anyway, moving on to water and water's problems. Do you have anything to say here? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like, I don't know. It feels like such a petty thing, but I feel like if it's important to you, your boyfriend can like not be dramatic and like, just let you keep your thing. Like she said, it's not like it's, it's not like it's going to pollinate or anything. Like, yeah, he's not going to come into contact with it. Like, because what, so it, like you stubbed your toe on the end table when you were five. So now we can't have any end tables. Like, is that where this is going to go? Like, you know, like definitely like one of those like, things. Experience, but like you kind of have to get over yourself at one point. Like I can kind of see both yeah. sides because both sides, it's Same. not not necessarily a petty thing, but it's kind of like a this is a thing that will give me a minor comfort or a minor discomfort. And even though it's going to give you like the opposite effect, like I still want it. That's kind of both of the both sides of it, really. Mm -hmm. And it's really just one of those things. I don't think that he should be mad at you for arguing because I think that you're justified in being like, this is a gift that I got that's could harm you under these extreme circumstances, but most likely will not harm you, right? I don't think that you are the asshole in any way, really. I think it's just one of those things where you guys have to just kind of, one person kind of has to give in, which sucks. It's not one of those things where you can come to like a, um what is it called it's one of those things where like like each person can give a little what is that called oh like a compromise yes it's not one of those things where there can be a compromise it's really just one person that's going to be like sol and you'll you probably could. get over it you how could compromise you, how like she said like it's in the if it's like in a space that like he's not often in or near like if it's like a hanging pot and it's like super high up or something mm. like like there's there is a way to compromise like mm -hmm. but i all, like, I, I almost feel like it's too late now to compromise since you already decided to give in you know what i mean i feel like it's too late well, to yeah, bring it up again to give in and it doesn't matter to her like if she were to give in like then okay it doesn't matter to her that much but i don't i do think that she should not apologize because 
yeah, yeah it was something that was important to you and you liked it and you're yeah. just supposed to get rid of things you don't like with no argument that's a little toxic that's yeah that would be dumb that's i agree that's dumb it's different it's like it's not like he's allergic to like fire ants or ants or something and you have a fucking ant farm like that's a little bit different you know right right or like or like even like a cat right like where the cat is going to be everywhere yeah and you're screwed if you're in the same vicinity because it's a cat and cats are freaking death traps but like i don't know i feel like with the plant like i don't know because i'm just thinking like mo really likes plants and if there was a plant i was allergic to i'd be like okay i just won't be near that one also do you guys have put it over there i'm assuming you guys are in an apartment do you guys have like a balcony do you guys have a backyard area or anything like that i feel like that's another option we do have like a little yeah we do have like a little balcony um we don't have like a lot of space but like i could figure out like three different places in our tiny little area where if there was a plant that i was learning to and she but she really wanted one where we could put it right yeah i just think in the future if there's something like this i would not be afraid to like argue your point and if every time that you guys have a disagreement he makes you feel small for disagreeing with him that is a big red flag right exactly because yeah i don't know because it seems like it also just because she said that they like in their early 20s and they've been together for like eight years how often Mm -hmm. has this already happened yeah or is it just going to start happening a lot more because you're sharing a space like because at some point it's be like okay am i with this person because we like each other and get along or because that's what i'm used to right is it a comfort because yeah like like, I don't know, because I'm thinking, like, okay, like, I wanted a puppy, right? I wanted mm-hmm. a puppy. And what was like, you're not home enough for a puppy. You need something that, like, is going to not take as much effort. Right. You can get a pet, but you can't get a puppy because I'm not here and you're not here. Like, who's going to take care of the thing? Right. And she was like, do you want some pet frogs? And I was like, yes, I want some pet frogs. So we got pet frogs, right? Like, yeah, I still got a pet out of it, but we come Yeah, and also, well. as a boyfriend... Again, I, I, I don't like telling telling people what they should do in their relationships, but I feel like the like appropriate response after she got rid of her aloe vera plant would, would be to buy her another plant that you're not allergic to. Mm-hmm. Just me? Right. I don't know. Right. No, yeah, just to be like nice and be like, I still want you to have something that you're super interested in. Here's mm-hmm. a cactus. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like... Man, people. Anyway. Wish you the best water. We're going to do one more Am I the Asshole? And then we are going to move on to the Daddy of the Day segment. Um, mm, this one seems messy. Feels like a good one to end on. <laughs> it also has a lot of backstory. Uh, I'm going to call this person. I'm trying to think of like a petty drink. A drink that's kind of petty. That is the drama. Mm. a petty drink oh a petty drink is gin okay we'll do gin because you should only drink gin if you're dying (laughs) if i tell my sister it's not would i be the asshole if i tell my sister it's not her kids it's her sorry lots of backstory my sister and her family husband and children six and three have been living in my mother's house for 10 years oof when my sister was 21 my mom two kids while living in somebody else's house yeah yeah and a whole spouse <laughs> yeah <laughs> no someone's house. i mean you know in some cultures that's like normal it's not really right, an yeah, american sure. thing but sure. what when, when my sister was 21 my mom was going to kick her out for drug abuse and stealing oh geez i was only mm-hmm. 13 hearing about them argue over it oh okay okay i see the perspective now 
I was only 13 hearing them argue about it. I remember my sister saying she'd change. Three years later, she fell back into old habits. My mother said she still needed to move out, but my sister got pregnant. My mom still wanted her to move out, but my sister was going to keep the baby without the father's help. So my mother said she would help her. I would like to pause really quick, just really quick, just to say really quietly, nobody has to hear this. This is a thing that you're supposed to do as a parent. Like this is not like a, like a, a flex on your mom's part. Like this is like a responsible thing to do as a parent and a grandparent. Anyway, moving on. My sister was still rude and abusive to my mother, but blamed it on her pregnancy. But halfway through the pregnancy, my sister moved the father into our house. They said he proposed and my mother was again ready to kick her out. They could have lived with the father's family, but he said he had also gotten kicked out. Oh my gosh, birds of a feather. Turns out later, <laughs> that was a lie. Ooh, My mother didn't want my sister to be homeless and pregnant, so she gave them a timeline. The fiance had a job, so they made a deal with my mother. They would stay for two years and save up money for an apartment. Well, obviously that never happened. Yep, 10 years later. He's brought new cars and motorcycles. She's gone to get her nails and hair done, fancy vacations, and nothing has been saved to move out. Okay, they're crazy. This is egregious. Um, nothing has been spent on their children. Yes, children, because they had another child three years after the first. My mother has paid for everything, yet my sister now acts like she owns the family house. This is very concerning. She has mentioned many times how she can't wait for my mother to die so she can leave her alone. Oh no. This bitch needs exorcism. This is this is giving me Cassie Howard. I don't even want you to finish reading it because no, you're not the asshole for telling your sister that she's the asshole. <laughs> literally, literally. I'm trying to see if there's anything else juicy. Um You know every time my mother this bitch told me that she can't wait for you to die right <laughs> every time my mother eldest sister or i bring up her moving out she says we're a horrible family who hates her children she says it so often that i think the next time i'm going to just say the truth it's not your children it's you we love them and we hate you i'm surprised y'all haven't already said that because no shit the, the problem is never the freaking children who are six and three <laughs> right yeah no i would definitely say that because what's she gonna do move out oh, oh. no that works like that's all i had to say but like honestly like how do they have jobs obviously they, they have must. jobs because they were they were safe at one point they were saving to move out i don't even know like how to because in my family it would never get to 10 years Maybe a year, maybe two years, but I can't imagine 10 years of this. Well, because the, the thing is, too, is like, it wouldn't even be like my parents that, well, because first of all, I wouldn't be mooching off my parents. Mm -hmm. I would genuinely be saving. And yeah, if you're not paying rent for like a year, you save a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But like, two, you don't, like, obviously you don't want your, your own space bad enough. Literally. If you're just like sitting around waiting for this lady to die to get your space, which, which I hope she don't leave that house to you. I hope that she leaves the house to your sister and your sister to quickly evict you. Literally. It, it, it's just really crazy. It's one thing like, there, there are little things that happens between kids and parents that it like can be toxic, right? Like you can have a toxic relationship with your parent, but it's like another thing to like, 
create problems and to create drama with this person who is literally like the reason why you're not living on the street and the reason why you can raise two kids. And for me, the craziest thing of it all is to have a whole, like have dual income, to have dual income and still not be able to move out on your own to even just an apartment. Well, that means that they don't want to. It's not that they can't, it's that they don't want to. Literally, literally that's what that means. You don't have to. Because if you hated living with your mom so much and you hated your mom so much and you think that your mom doesn't love you, there would be nothing stopping you from moving out. You don't really believe those things. You just are- just trying to be manipulative. Exactly, exactly. Because I love my parents. I think what- But if I had the means to get out of here, I would get out of here. <laughs> yeah, because I think, I think too, I think the mom needs to be like, listen, I need help. Like her mom should just like fake hard times and be like, I need help. You need to pay me rent. Mm-hmm. You've paid no rent and you obviously are here for the long haul. I would have came to this conclusion three years and not 10 and been like, you need to pay me rent. And then what you do is you have them pay you rent. You know, she going to bitch and moan about it. But if she don't pay you rent, then you evict her. Mm-hmm. Whatever. She'll get over it. She'll, she'll get over herself. Mm-hmm. If she does pay you rent, she pay you like a little $500 a month. Save that for her. And then after like eight months, be like, oh, I was just joking. Here go your money back. Get the fuck out my house. Literally. Yeah. And you like trick her into saving. Yeah. I also think that it's like really important for like, it's like cool for those, those kids to like grow up in like this big family dynamic. But I also think it's eventually going to be important for those kids to be able to see that their parents can like <laughs> financially take care of themselves so that those kids learn to financially take care of themselves. Cause you learn a lot about like money and like responsibility from your parents. Mm-hmm. And if your parents are not being very responsible financially or in life, their life choices that can like rub off. And I think too, I think, the, I think that the mom, like the grandma in this situation needs to put her foot down too. Mm-hmm. Because like I would, if I was a sibling, I would go tell my mom everything that she told me. And I would still mm-hmm. say at some point, it's not you, it's not your kid, kids, it's you. But unless your mom is the one that says that, she's just going to keep doing that. Yeah. Like, so the mom needs to like step up too and be like, I don't know, it's just really hard to like evict someone after they've been living in your house for 10 years. Like, yeah. it's really hard to like get yeah. that process done. But if she has no right to the space, she's just kind of acting like she has a right to the space, then yeah, there's definitely things that the mom can take into consideration to get her mm-hmm. removed. Like, I don't know, though. I don't know. It's crazy. Well, wishing you the best, Jen. Um, you're not the asshole if, if, you, no. if you didn't get that already. <laughs> That'll be it for yeah, the no. advice segment. And we're going to come back in a little bit for Daddy of the Day. Welcome back, everybody, for the Daddy of the Day segment here where we talk about men who are doing just fine, 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 fine. Ooh. <laughs> um, if you have a daddy that you would like to share with us, people still have not taken advantage of this opportunity, but you could go ahead and send us one and we might talk about them. You know, just reach it out, extend in the olive branch. Um, I have a lot of white men that are daddies today. <laughs> and I don't know, I think that's fun. I, I'll offset it with 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 one colored, colored, <laughs> one, 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 one black thing, if you will, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I have three. How many do you have? 
Um, I think two. Two? Okay, so I'll go first, and then we'll just go back and forth. Um, my first daddy of the day is the one and only R&B superstar, John B. <laughs> hmm. Because we did a family you karaoke last night. Bag. Yeah, I did. We did family karaoke last night, and karaoke makes me, like, deeply uncomfortable. I think because when I first started learning how to sing, how to sing I was, like, not what is the word I like knew that I enjoyed singing and I knew that I enjoyed performing but I didn't put the necessary time to be comfortable with singing and so there, it just led to a lot of uncomfortable situations and usually those situations were attached with karaoke and so I just become uncomfortable with karaoke and generally spontaneous performative singing in general but I've gotten a lot better about that since doing acapella. Anyway, say all that to say, last night we were singing karaoke and me and Shakir did leave the door open and it was iconic. I wish that it was recorded. It was really good. And then like later after a bunch of songs, I did uh, They Don't Know by John B, which is my favorite John B song. And I was actually like, like really feeling it. Like I had a really good time and I'm just really glad John B wrote that song. It's like one of my favorite songs ever maybe. It's just That's like why you don't nice. Like the Gunna and Chloe Halley, Chloe yes. Bailey. Yes, that is why I don't really like it because I just really enjoy, you know, baritone R and B. It's there is a lot of baritone R and B, but there's not a lot of popular baritone R and B. And I just think that that range is just so nice for like love songs and like sexy songs. And I just res really respect all of the baritone singers and lower ranged male singers in the world because we don't all got to be way up there in the damn atmosphere singing I'm talking to you Zane I'm talking to you Chris Brown bring it bring it the fuck down lower the damn key anyway that's all <laughs> shout out John B on to you it's ableism is what it is <laughs> it is um oh <laughs> uh, okay my first okay so my first daddy of the day is inspired by a quote that Herman said in the not a quote, but like a moment in the podcast with Herman and Harriet from a couple weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that one, go listen to it. Um, but Herman was like, oh, the daddy of the day just got to be anybody with masculine energy. And I was like, oh, wait, that means it could be a dyke. Um, and, <laughs> and so there's a character. I don't know that the person that plays this character, I know the person that plays this character is a lesbian, but I don't know if they are specifically like a stud. Mm -hmm. But the character is from a show called Harlem and the character's name is Ty, played by a lady named Jerry Jones. But Ty, the character, identifies as a stud. And let me tell you, I don't generally find myself <laughs> attracted to like super, super studly people, but that is one, Never mind. let me, let me digress. Yes, that one is, mm -hmm. that's a nice looking lady. Um, and also just the character is really cool. And she's like a black lady, a black queer woman in tech. So the character is just really cool and complex. The show's name is Harlem. If you haven't watched it, you should. It's on Amazon Prime, another streaming service. Um, but yeah, really like that character. I really like the person that plays her. I've watched a couple of interviews and she's just like a funny person. Oh, one second. Um, so I guess I think her name is Jerry Johnson, Sadie. Oh, did I say Jones? Yeah. My bad. I'm dyslexic. Um, You're okay. You're okay. I was just doing a Google yeah, no, and I could yeah, not yeah. find a Jerry Jones. And then I went to the cast and then I saw Jerry Johnson and I was like, oh, okay. I think it's that one. Yeah. 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 Jerry Johnson. My bad. Cause when I was, when I was doing my research, a Jerry Jones kept coming up and then mm. I was, so it just, it got crossed in my brain. Mm. No, Jerry Johnson though. But so I guess, I guess my daddy of the day is both 
the actor and the character that she plays, but I think more the character that she plays. Okay. Work. Yes. There Work. we go. Sweet. All Dang right. And I finally come with the daddy of the day and it, I can't even do it right. Damn. You did a very good job though. I'm, I like this rip. What is Harlem about the show? Cause you recommended it to us, but what is it about? Um, it's um, it's like, there's only like 10 episodes, but it's just about like these different, like, I think they're 30 somethings. They're supposed to be like their late twenties, early thirties, just like living in Harlem and just like navigating the dating scene. It's just like a, like a regular show, just like navigating the dating scene. I'm trying to think of like what makes that show specifically like better than other ones. Well, one, um, Megan Good is in it and she plays like an anthropologist, like a professor anthropologist. Oh, so that's like, cool. That's cool because that's something you don't see all the time. Mm-hmm. And then Ty plays... Um, like I said, like a queer black woman in tech, which is just like those are just cool. Like, oh like, my gosh, that fine boy, that fine light skin that from one on one is in it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Robert Richard. Richard which, or something like that. Is yeah, that his real last name? Why you put an apostrophe? I in think there? it's his middle name. Oh, okay. I think it's his middle name. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Grace Byer is in it, who was in Empire. Ah. Uh. And then there's this other, this other, I think her real name is like Shaquina or something like that. But like her character is fucking hilarious. And it's just a really, it's just a really good show. It just really, it just really, I think it does what a lot of shows thinks it's doing when it like kind of shows the diversity of like black women. Oh, cool. Which is, is, which is just really cool. And they all just have like different jobs that they're pursuing. And yeah, so it's really cool. But yeah tie on that show mm. let me tell you that's a fine piece of ass right there anyway i might renew my on. amazon prime subscription and give it a try yeah um, dude, that's gonna be number 38 on the list you're not gonna watch it yo. don't get your hopes up yeah i don't really don't <laughs> i'm a <laughs> fickle person my next daddy of the day is i talked about him in the very beginning but i wanted to just give a little brief shout out to robert pattinson because oh no that's your daddy of the day yeah, I just think that he's like a neat guy. Like he, I think that there is a lot of power in coming from having your like big, like global debut as like an actor or an actress being something that is so memefied and like so vilified in media, like Twilight. Mm, and I think true. like still being able to make like a really like expansive career and also still being able to take a joke about this thing that you're a part of, I think is really um, inspiring to me. And that's why I really respect Kristen Stewart too. Um, I think that she's been in some really cool stuff lately as well. But I think that I went into this Batman film thinking, again, as I said, I don't really care about Batman and I don't really care about Robert Pattinson. I walked out of this Batman film saying, I don't really like Batman. But Robert Pattinson is pretty cool. <laughs> so I think that he's he's definitely the most like, I don't want to say relatable because relatable should not apply for Batman. If if you relate to Batman, I need you to seek help. But I definitely think that he is the more most believable Batman that I have watched so far. Because he should be concerning to look at. <laughs> he should not, you should not aspire to be Batman. Because that shit is deranged. He is just as deranged as the people that he he busts in their heads on the damn sidewalk. He's just as deranged because it did not make sense for your parents to get killed when you was a child. And your response is, I'm going to dress up as a bat and roam the streets. (laughs) 
and use all of my money to get all of these illustrious gadgets and cars and motorcycles and gloves and bombs. And in the movie, this is kind of a spoiler, but also if you've seen any Batman content, it's not like surprising. He has these contacts that he puts in his eyes so that he can see like information about people. And also he records whenever he's Batman, he has these contacts in his eyes and it's recording everything that he sees. And so when he goes back home after doing Batman through the hours of the night, in the morning, he goes home. Instead of going the fuck to bed, he <laughs> plugs in his damn contacts into his computer screen and watches everything that happened in the night over and takes notes. Get him a therapist. No, get him a psychologist. Because this is deranged. Anyway, that is all I have to say. Great job, Robert Pattinson, because I was really staring at this nigga like, who? What? And why? And I think that that was the purpose of the film. So he did a great job. <laughs> on to you well love that for him um yeah and then my next my final daddy of the day is tom holland who i'm really surprised hasn't been a daddy of the day on here i'm pretty sure that's wrong we gotta like do some bad no bad zendaya has been a daddy on the day of the day before but tom holland has not that's hilarious okay um so okay well then yeah so tom holland and i okay i think i think one thing that gives him a lot of points is the fact that um he makes Zendaya like, you know, fake laugh really hard every time that they're in um, the general vicinity of each so other. Cute. Uh, that lady is so sprung. And you got to be pretty fantastic, I think, <laughs> if you have Zendaya sprung like that. Yeah. Um, but also, he just made a really good Spider-Man. And then he was also in the movie Uncharted, which is a really good movie. Mm. Um, but I might see that really tonight. And it, hmm? I said I might go see that tonight. You should. It, um, it's based off of the, of, uh, the video game. Yeah, and I, I played all the games. Game, but people that did play the video game said it's pretty good. Like, it's a pretty good adaptation. Like, mm. pretty good movie adaptation. Um, from, like, the people that I've talked to. But, yeah, he's just a really good actor, and he does all his own stunts. And, like, I feel like we don't hear about that often either, of, like, people doing their own stunts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's also just always, like, super into and passionate about the, like, roles he plays, which is cool. Yeah, like, he's that's not, true. He's not, like, the type of actor that's like, oh, I took this for the pay. But, like, he, he's true. genuinely seems super into what he's doing. Which is nice and refreshing. He's also like very young doing like a lot of cool stuff, which is always inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's to like be like a movie star at that age. Started... Hmm. Nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. Yeah, he's only like twenty-five, but when he started playing that, uh, Batman, Spider-Man, he was <laughs> only like nineteen. Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool. True. And even, oh, I think he was even younger than that, maybe, because when he, I think. The, I think he was 19 when they started making the Spider-Man movies, but I think when Civil War, when he went to record Civil War, I want to say he was like 17. Because that's the first time that he was in any of the MCU films with Civil War. Mm -hmm. Crazy. I still remember that whole casting process and all of the little twinks that they were saying could possibly be Spider-Man. Not twinks. It's true. That's like the only thing you need to be Spider-Man is to just be quippy and to be a twink. Doesn't matter your nationality. When I say nationality, I literally mean nationality. I'm not talking about race. I mean, like, what country you're from. Because you generally... You generally, probably have to be white. Yeah, you probably have to be white. <laughs> but you just got to be twinkish and funny. And it'll get you far. Fun story. Um, the guy who did our phones this weekend, we were joking about how he looks a lot like um, OG Spider-Man. What's it? Tobey Maguire. And he was like, mm. yeah, I get that a lot. And we were, I was like, mm, I instantly don't. I instantly want to take back that compliment after you said that. Right, because I'm cocky about it. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, my last daddy of the day is, you know, a classic. He was daddy of the year last year. Um, he's just a reoccurring man in all of our lives at this point, I think. And ironically, I think he was one of our daddies, of, like our mutual daddy of the day in the episode that we did about a year ago when I came to visit you in Monterey Bay, which is just the thing that I was thinking about because I'm crazy and I remember almost everything that we talk about on this freaking show. Was it Lil Nas X? It was Lil Nas X, yes. Um, He teased some of the stuff that's coming out pretty soon, which is very exciting to me because quiet as it's kept. I enjoyed the singles from Lil Nas X last year, but the album was not bad. It was not a bad album. It's just not very like re-listenable. It's not like one of those albums that I'm going to like put on repeat, which Mm -hmm. is kind of my standard for the artists that I stand. And it made me take a step back and say, do I stand Lil Nas X or do I just enjoy him? And even if I just enjoy him, it's quite fun to enjoy him. So that's fine too. Um, he teased this one song that I think is going to be really fun. I think it's the one that has a, is it, is it, I get all of the rappers confused. Is it NBA Youngboy? Let me see. One oh, second. you asking the wrong motherfucking one. Because there's this rapper that everybody, as like a joke, but maybe some of them are serious. Whenever Little Nas X tweets, everybody comments under his thing, this rapper. They're like, oh, your music is mid. Go listen to whatever and that that would be better and i think it's nba young boy but i could be wrong if i'm wrong someone correct me but it's just cool that he's now he now has a feature like a song that nba young boy is going to be featured on i'm assuming and also the lyrics of the song are really funny like he talks about his his cousin beating up kids at, or his nephew beating up kids at school for like making jokes about little nas x being gay and he says not saying i condone that shit just kidding, I fucking condone that shit. Beat that bitch's ass. Walk him like a dog or something like that. And it's just like fun. He's just, he just makes fun music. And I respect that for him. And also he's been off the internet for a while, which to me either means that life has been going really good for him and he's been really busy or life has been going not so good for him. And either way, send him some love your way, little Nas X. You're doing the Lord's work. Keep it up. <laughs> love that. And that's all. That's all I got. Do you have anything you would like to uh, promote before we close out the, the podcast, Sadie? I don't have anything to promote. I don't know. Just, you know, d- drink water, eat mm-hmm. vegetables, and don't be a fucking racist. Simple. Really Simple. a three-step plan for clear skin and, you know, general safety, you know, for everyone involved. <laughs> if you would like to follow the podcast, you can follow it at Ask Your Dad Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Herman John Dad at Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And uh, we will see you next week, most likely. Maybe Ask Your Dad's going to be every two weeks now. I don't know. But I, I would hope that we can do it every week again now that I have a better grip on my schedule. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Adios. Bow, bow, bow.